0: Mark 11, I'm, I'm not going to comment a lot on these two verses. I just want to plant them or water them tonight. Um, Mark 11. The Holy Spirit spoke directly to my heart. I don't mean in an audible voice, but just inwardly last Wednesday evening during the praise and worship. and His word to me and His word to you is simply this. Do not trade your birthright of faith for the red soup of probability. Don't allow the enemy to do a bait-and-switch on you and trick you into trading your birthright of precious holy faith for the counterfeits and cheap imitations of the devil's system. Now, before I read the verses to you tonight that I'm going to read to you, and they're familiar verses, I want to ask you a question. When God created us, He created us Knowing that we were going to have some issues, some, could we just simplify it, say problems, things that we were going to have to deal with and overcome. That's why when he commissioned the human race. He commissioned us by breathing into us be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, have dominion, take authority. If anything gets out of line, he said subdue it. Okay? So I think it's pretty clear that there were going to be some things that were going to need to be dominated, there were going to be some things that would need to be subdued, or else He would have not given us the power and the authority and the position to deal with, again, the simple word problems when they arise. how did our Creator Father intend for us to deal with those problems when they come? The simple answer is that you were created by God to handle problems, to put things in their place, to correct situations that got off course, to bring things into alignment that got out of line. You were created by Father God to deal with problems by faith. Faith is how we were created to deal with trouble. Faith is how we were created to deal with devils Faith is how we were created to deal with weather that would get out of line, with sickness that would try to work its way into our lives or family. Faith is how we were meant by God to handle the problems and the issues and the troubles and the situations and the circumstances that He knew we would face. Never meant for you try to outsmart your problems. Never meant for you to try to buy your way out of your problems. It's not, how, it's not how God created... He didn't create you for money to be your Savior. For the government to be your Savior. He, didn't, he, didn't, he never meant for you and me to turn to this world... For answers to our problems it's kind of like this this weird mindset that so many in the church have today they're trying to figure out how to be like the world and change the world at the same time it'll never work we're trying to get answers from the place we're here to change We're we're here to influence this world. We're here to change this world, to the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God. And yet, we look at problems in our lives, and, and the way to solve them is to turn to this world for the world's answers. If we did not have a birthright of faith, it would be different. Praise God. I'm not sure what's happening in all my notes here. I think we lost Wi-Fi. That's all right. Mark 11, 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says uh, will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Man, this sounds like a whole lot better way of dealing with obstacles than the way we've been dealing with them. This sounds like a a, a lot more effective way, effective use of our time, effective use of our resources, effective use of our mental energy, effective, you know, listen, you were not created for worry. That's why worry breaks your body down. Some statistics say Upwards of eighty percent of all visits to a doctor's office are because of stress in the human body. It's killing people. Again, it's because we don't we don't know how to deal with problems. We 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 trying to pay them off. We're trying to buy our way out. We're trying to work our way out, right? It's like, man, you know, I don't know, if I, I got a lot of stuff here going. So, man, at this rate, it's, it's going to take me 25 years to do this and pay off this and buy this. And I, that's not, God didn't tell you to do it that way. He never meant for that to be your solution. Never meant for that to be your go-to. Never meant for that to be the way you try to deal with things and, and solve things and overcome things and, 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 and dominate things. Not by how hard you work, how much money you can get, how, what, no, no, that's, you were created to fix stuff with faith. Correct things with faith. How many times did Jesus say, wow, your faith just made you whole? You say, well, wait a second. No, 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 Jesus made them whole. No, Jesus said their faith made them whole. He said, well, their faith, he felt virtue leave his body. No, no, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you. Jesus pointed out that this person had a problem. She spent all of her money trying to fix the problem. Money couldn't fix it. Doctors couldn't fix it. Pills couldn't fix it. Treatments couldn't fix it. Faith fixed it. That fast, right? Faith connected with the virtue. Virtue flowed from Jesus into that woman's body and instantly healed her. Amen. Hurricanes, tornadoes, typhoons, all these things, whatever you call them, whatever they are in our hemisphere, in our part of the world, right? It's just destructive weather. Jesus stood up in the bow of the boat and said, Hush! Hush! Be still, lay down. Like he was speaking to a puppy. Quit that barking right now. Get in your bed. And it obeyed him. Yeah, but that was Jesus, Pastor Mark. Our example, Jesus. Is that the one you're talking about? The one that came to reveal us to us to ourselves? He didn't try to outrun the storm. He didn't try to hide from the storm. he, He just bowed up and spoke to it. It was a problem. He fixed it with faith. It's exactly how we were created by God to fix things. By faith. Thank you, Jesus. There's some stuff the Lord spoke to my heart. I'm going to try just for one more moment here to pull that back up, and if I can't pull it back up, we'll just keep cruising. Does that sound good? You good? That's what I'm looking at here. I'm looking at my iPad. I'll smile for the camera. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. We must have lost internet. That's fine. Let me just come down there with you and talk to you for a minute. Praise God. Last Wednesday night, we and the Lord showed me this. I, I, I'm not trying to act all super spiritual. He just showed it to me. He showed me the list. On one side, it, it said light. On God's side, it said light. On the other side, it said darkness. On, on, on God's side, His kingdom is a kingdom of life. King, the kingdom of the devil is a kingdom of death. And, and all of these things, blessing, curse, uh, you know, faith and fear. And then we got down to that last one. Wasn't anything on the list that I think anybody would disagree with as far as being opposed to one another until we got to the last one. On the last one, in God's kingdom, is the word possible. On that row that represents the devil and, and, and his bunch and, and his system, you've got, you've got the, the word uh, probable. Probability. Amen. Those two things... Are as opposed to one another as light and dark as life and death as blessing and cursing but we don't think of it that way and that's a problem the Bible speaks of a way that seems right But the end of that way leads to death and a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of misery and a whole lot of disappointment and a whole lot of destruction along the way. There is a way that seems right. That's that's why probability is such a dangerous thing is because it seems right to us. It seems like faith should rise and fall with the odds of something turning out well. We deceive ourselves into believing that something easier uh, to, 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 to correct or to heal or to fix, in other words, an easy problem somehow requires a different degree of faith than a hard problem. Hear me out, because again, some of you go, Lord, or it does. No, no, listen to me, please. The subtleness of that, the deceptiveness of that, I even had somebody tell me one time, and I know I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. I had somebody tell me one time, they said, look, you know, when it comes to little stuff, you know, that's not really that big a deal. But if I ever was really diagnosed with something serious, I know then that I could, I could, I could really get it in gear and believe God for healing. Deceived, deceived, deceived. But this idea that somehow... The more difficult something, keyword seems, the harder it seems, the more severe or chronic the diagnosis seems, the lower the chance or the odds of it turning out favorable. But oh, if there's a treatment, if there's this or if there's that, notice now because the odds of recovery are better, we think that somehow our faith is stronger, that somehow our faith rises and falls with probability. That is not faith. It's not what faith is. That's not how faith works. That's not who who God is. I was talking to my friend Brian Reynolds the other night. (laughs) and we were talking along these lines, and this is what came out of me. Raising the dead is no more difficult for our Father, for our God, than eating a marshmallow. There's 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 no difference for himself. No, no difference. <laughs> it's no difference. Think about it for a minute. I mean, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about even one of them big marshmallows. I'm talking about just a little marshmallow, right? Pop yeah. it in your mouth. It's easy. Raising the dead is just as easy. God as eating a marshmallow. There is no such thing with our God as easy or hard. Is there anything hard for Him? Is there anything too hard for Him? There's not even anything hard for Him. So do you see why the devil wants you to put your confidence in probability instead of God's ability? Alright, I, I gotta do this part right here. The Holy Spirit's gonna help me. Praise God. The I know where I can find it. Praise God. Can't find it there. I know where I can find it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Sometimes He'll just tell you, and sometimes he'll tell you where it is, right? So now he's telling where it is. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's even better. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the name of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You could still be singing, Matthew. Amen. The the Holy Spirit, you know, he'll tell you things. And he told me, he told me, he said, there's going to there's gonna be some warfare around this. The devil does not want me talking about this, and he does not want you hearing this. Amen? So I need you always, but especially... In, in these next several Wednesday nights, not only to be here, but I need you to come prayed up and ready and having rebuked the enemy and paralyzing demons. That's one of the reasons the Holy Spirit was flowing so powerfully through Matthew. Again, is to get our hearts tilled up, get that fallow ground turned over in our lives and in our hearts by the love of the Holy Spirit. Him just loving on us, Daddy, just loving on us and speaking to us. Amen. Because now that He's got your attention, He's got you, uh, your heart soft, he's wanting to expose the enemy and he's wanting to correct some things and plant some things in your heart amen, that, that'll, that'll change your life forever praise God amen, so again I'm not embarrassed at all about me trying to find these notes matter of fact it doesn't surprise me at all if the enemy's doing this but it's okay, I, he's a liar he's defeated And because um, and you know, what he wants me to do is ah oh, it's late, we'll just talk about it later no 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 no, see uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, uh uh uh-uh. Me and we've been talking about resistance this week, haven't we, right? So here we go. Amen. Here we go. All right. Hallelujah. Okay, so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just saying thank you, Jesus, till I just keep on looking down through here. Amen. Thank you, Father. Oh, that's a lot of good stuff right there. We're not going to talk about that tonight. That's a lot of good stuff right there. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to start praying in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. If you get through before me, just go the other direction. Don't come towards me. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm, not, I'm telling you, just hang on. I'm not done. I'm finding this. There it is right there. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. All right. Now. Amen. 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 All right. Now. The devil loves the way that seems right to us, but in the end, lands us in a place of frustration, failure, disappointment, and even death. The Bible warns us of a way that seems right but ends in destruction and death. I believe probability-based thinking is one of these wrong but couldn't seem more right ways the Bible warns us about. I believe it is among the most destructive and deadly of all the many ways that seem right but lead our lives off the proverbial cliff. This is why the devil loves probably, probably can look like, seem like, and feel like faith, probably mimics faith, but is not genuine faith, and it is highly deceptive. Now, by definition, the word probable, are we back up? That's what I was looking for right there. You had it the whole time, sister. Amen. Amen. We just got the internet back. Amen. All right. So, thank you. This word probable, look at this definition likely to occur or prove true, having more evidence for than against, or evidence. this, This next phrase right here or evidence that inclines the mind to belief. but leaves some room for doubt. Inclines the mind to belief, but leaves some room for doubt. Inclines the mind to belief, but leaves some room for doubt. I told you last Wednesday night that probability comes to you like a Trojan horse. It comes to you like a gift from a friend, but is rotten to the core because inside that Trojan horse you just welcomed into your life is, is, a, is a horse full of doubt. Doubt. We let it in as a friend because we receive deceptive mental comfort. Just leave that definition up there, Sister Christy, for a moment. We receive deceptive mental comfort from this thing called probability. Now let me just go completely off the rails. If you're looking for these notes, you're not going to find them in that set of slides, all right? The devil's entire system is a counterfeit system... And at the heart of that system is a counterfeit for everything that God created you and me to enjoy in its pure and in its true and in its genuine form. The devil basically says, come over here, we've got what you need and you won't have to fool with God. You won't have to listen to God. You won't have to give God any time or place in your life. You need fellowship? Well, we don't have fellowship, but we got something called relationship. He has a cheap substitute, a counterfeit for everything that God has for you and me in His kingdom. The devil has set up a parallel kingdom, a counterfeit kingdom that operates right alongside deceiving people. And listen, I wish it wasn't true, but there are a whole lot of born-again, spirit-filled people who are still being deceived by the devil's counterfeit system. Do you realize that at the heart of the devil's explanation for the origin and existence of this planet and ultimately the origin existence of you and me can still be traced back to this thing called probability? That we're the Goldilocks arm of the Goldilocks galaxy and we're the Goldilocks Sun in the Goldilocks arm of a. What does Goldilocks mean? Not too close, not too far, not too hot, not too cold, not too uh, uh, you know uh, random, not too this, not to that. And so this is the way the the world and quote unquote science explains it to us, right? Of there's our our sun is a star, and there are billions of stars, and every star has planets, and 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 every every you know we just happen to be the lucky planet that wasn't too close and wasn't too far. And and, and the right kind of gases that formed an atmosphere that enabled water, and that water made condensation, and lightning struck it, and there was an explosion, and and next thing you know, little things started to form, and and, and all, but notice, that it's still at the heart of all of it is that it was just random, it was just luck of the draw, it was it was just chance. Given enough planets, and given enough time. Somehow, everything that's needed to support, sustain, and create life will just assemble itself, give enough choices, enough chances, over a long enough period of time. And what they tell us when we start questioning this is something like, well, yeah, but listen, you don't understand the billions and billions and billions of years. Do you remember this one? I don't know. Hopefully they've gotten at least a little bit smarter than this. But they're probably still telling children this kind of hogwash. They told us in school that if you had enough monkeys pecking away on typewriters for a long enough period of time, one of them would eventually write War and Peace. My only ever heard that. Eventually, enough enough of them... See, again, because you don't understand how many monkeys, monkeys representing planets, right? You don't understand how many planets are out there and how many of these planets are trying to give birth to life and how many of these planets are trying to form an atmosphere and how many of these planets would would just be thriving and teeming with life if they just weren't so close to their star or if they just weren't so far away from their star. But oh, lucky us, lucky, lucky us... The devil is cramming it down our throats from day one, and we don't, even, we don't even realize it. And then you have people that say things like this. Well, you know, that answers a lot of questions about my faith because I believe there's a God, but also believe in this. And in other words, the idea is that somehow God did it by chance. ridiculous it's ridiculous Paul said we've been set free from the rudimentary elements of this world among those fundamental rudimentary elements is this thing called chance is this thing called luck get it out of your life get it as far away from your thinking and your words as you can get it because, see, the devil tells us something like this, well, I mean, we really don't believe in all that stuff, but what can it hurt? A little rabbit's foot here, a little salt over the shoulder there, a little avoiding the black cat here, and avoiding the ladder there. It's showing us how much this concept of luck, and chance, and randomness, and probability has influenced the way we think, and the way that we look at things in our lives. And so then we face a problem. We face a We we receive a diagnosis. We, we, We come into some situation in our lives that we don't have an answer to. So what do we do? We start looking for the solution that will give us the greatest chance, the highest percentage of success. And we, so many people in the body of Christ, just blindly believe because the world says this is the best chance of resolving this that somehow God just signed off on that automatically. In other words, the thinking goes, well, if this is the best chance, it's got to be God. Now, there are a lot of folks who have put their confidence in probability, and and they're so deceived, they think it's faith, and that's not faith. Okay, Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me, let me, I'm going to finish right here. Do you, do you see that phrase again on the screen? Inclines the mind to belief but leaves some room for doubt. Notice by definition, probable probability is a way of thinking, looking at things, searching for answers, solving problems that inclines the mind to belief while leaving some room for doubt. This is strong, but hear it please. We have mentally conditioned ourselves to find peace and hope through the means of probability, but this is peace as the world gives and a hope that does not lead to rest. Jesus said, what I'm saying to you now, and we see this in a couple places in Scripture, I'm saying to you so that you can have my peace, not as the world gives. See, there you go. The, The world tries to offer us peace. But the best the world can offer us in terms of peace is a peace based upon probability. By definition... Probability inclines the mind to belief but leaves room for doubt. If there's room for doubt, then that's not perfect peace. Perfect peace is it's settled. Perfect peace is my mind is fixed on the Lord, my mind is fixed on his ability, my mind is fixed on his love for me, my mind is fixed on the blood covenant I have with him. My mind is fixed on what he's already done for me. My mind is fixed on what he's already given to me. My mind is fixed on the power in his name, the power in his blood, the glory that he's given to me. My mind is fixed on him and I'm in perfect peace. Right? probability cannot give you perfect peace probability can give you some form of peace but it is not perfect peace there's always that nagging thing in the back of your mind that goes something like this but what if We have mentally conditioned ourselves to find peace. When we don't have peace, we want peace. When, we, when, we, when something is stealing our peace, we try to get peace. That's why a lot of the folks in this room, not just people from the foundry, folks from Heritage, right? We look for peace in a bottle. We look for peace in a, in a, in a woman or a man. We look for peace in, in drugs and in alcohol. We, we look for peace anywhere we can find it. Because you were created by God to have peace. And when we don't have peace, we are not content, we are not satisfied, and we start trying to find it somehow, some way, somewhere. It's a counterfeit, you're right. We have mentally conditioned ourselves to find peace and hope through the means of probability but this is peace as the world gives this is not the peace that Jesus Jesus said i'm giving you peace not as the world gives but this kind of peace that comes from probability is as the world gives and it's a hope that will not lead you to rest all right last thing i'm going to say tonight you ready We said in our study of Hebrews, the fourth chapter back last year, that one of the simple ways we can can recognize genuine faith at work in our lives is that if it's genuine faith, there will be rest. If you really believe in God and not trying to convince yourself that you are if you're in faith you will be at rest if you are not at rest where the situation is concerned you need to get your mind fixed on the word of God you need to consider what you're considering you need to start saying the the answer in yourself continually in other words you need to build your faith up you need to get to that place but do not deceive yourself into thinking or into saying I have believed God if you're not at rest because if you're not at rest you haven't believed God yet not trying to offend you, I'm trying to help you. So, that is one way that we can identify when we are in genuine faith and not in pretend faith. Now, here is a way that you can identify when your confidence looks like, feels like, seems like it's in God, but is actually in probability, is actually in chance. Are you ready? It's when you're constantly trying to find something on the internet or somebody in your life that you trust that will tell you something that will make you feel better about your situation. Well, you're trying to find somebody who's been through what you've been through and will tell you, it's okay, I had that same procedure, I this, I that, right? And so you find folks that have been there and done that and all these other things. Notice, we're be bopping along thinking we're just faith geniuses. We're just faith giants. It's deceptive. We think that's faith. That's not faith. Faith is not based in somebody else's experience. Faith, faith is based in thus saith the Word of the living God. But now watch this. This is how you know it's improbability. You're looking for somebody to tell you it's going to be okay, and they say something like, man, I had an aunt that had that, and she died. Your peace and hope just took a nosedive. You find something on WebMD that says this could be something more than a tickle in your throat. This could be something more than... Then uh, I'm not trying to be graphic, the Holy Spirit's telling me to say this, that this, that this could be something more uh, in your stool, this could be something more, right, you, oh my, blah, 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 I'm not telling you to ignore symptoms, you listen to me though, you listen to me, right, we start searching for these things because we're trying to find something that will prop up the probability of this thing being okay. And the whole time the devil is deceiving us into thinking that that's somehow fate. That is not faith. Faith says if 10,000 die on this side of me and another thousand die on this side of me, it's not gonna touch me. I'm standing in a crowd of 11,000 and young people and 11,000 of those people just dropped dead and I'm standing strong, hard, well, and healed. That's faith. Oh, they're shutting down schools, Pastor Mark. Everybody's getting the flu. That means the chance of us getting the flu is, is is getting better and stronger and more powerful. Now we start getting nervous about the flu. Better go get me a flu shot. Flu this, flu that. Listen, if you want to get a flu shot, go get one. But this is not faith. Ain't thought the first thing about flu till he heard a bunch of schools getting shut down because they got flu. Oh my gosh, all them kids getting flu. I ran into some kids in the grocery store the other day. Oh, they probably had flu. I probably got the flu now. I don't even need to go around my family because I got flu. I'm going to give my family the flu, right? All of that's probability. Chances. Chances, right? Nothing to do with faith. That's nothing to do with faith. Jesus healed a man that had been born blind. The Bible says nowhere in recorded history of humankind has anybody ever been born blind received their sight. Good thing Jesus didn't go by probability. Good thing Jesus didn't go by the likelihood of somebody being born blind receiving their sight, right? Faith can fix a problem for you that it's, that's never been fixed in your family. You can go through 18 generations of your family and every person in that family has had that same problem i'm not trying to i'm not i'm not trying to be hard-hearted or cold i'm just trying to help us understand the devil start telling you well your daddy had that your granddaddy had that your great-great-granddaddy had that and it's just a matter of time for you start getting those symptoms yourself right Because, you know, I mean, the chances of you having it are much higher. The genetic, uh, you know, probability of you developing that same condition are pretty high, right? Now all of a sudden we start getting nervous about it. Now all of a sudden we start looking at every little spot on our skin. Now all of a sudden we... we, That's not faith! It's not faith. Faith says, I've got the blood of Jesus in my veins now. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. By his stripes I was healed and I'm more than a conqueror and I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. How many people have succeeded at something or how many people have failed at something has nothing to do with you. And it certainly has nothing to do with God. But it has everything to do with faith. Probability is not your friend. We're faced with situations and circumstances We start telling ourselves stuff like, well, it's just a phase. We're just going through a phase. Other teenagers, I went through something like that when I was a kid. Why, my daughter will outgrow it. It's just a phase. No, no, see, listen. Notice what you just said. I'm leaving the future of my teenage daughter to chance. Just a phase they're going through, they'll outgrow it. that ain't faith. Faith says I'm not moved by the sour attitude of my teenage daughter but I confess over her that she has a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God and that all of my children are taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children and that my children will rise up and call me blessed and my children will appreciate the the love and the the and the and the and the boundaries that I set for them. And, you understand what I'm saying, right? Well, it's just a phase. They, you know, they'll outgrow it. Every kid's got to sow some wild oats. It is such a counterfeit. But notice now, there's a lot of people that tell themselves that kind of malarkey so they can get some sleep at night. Faith is not trying to talk yourself into feeling better about a situation. That's not faith. That's probability. Faith says what? I believe I receive even when it doesn't seem like anything has changed. All right, amen. Stand with me. Praise God. Amen. I keep going this direction. The Holy Spirit keeps pulling me back. So He just said you still hadn't told Him. And I still hadn't told you. All right? Probability is so deceptive because it appeals Your brain. Probability appeals to your reasoning faculties. It appeals to logic. It appeals to your meat computer. That's why it says it inclines the mind to belief. But here's the thing you don't believe with your brain you believe with your heart faith is not a function of the brain faith is a function of the heart but notice the devil has tried to slip in a counterfeit to faith probability the chances, the likelihood of something turning out well he's tried to slip that in our brains looking for peace and hope are drawn to it because again, logic and reasoning and the machinery of the brain is is, is drawn to that that's the brain's wheelhouse that's the wheelhouse of the brain logic has never produced a single miracle on planet earth and it never will reasoning and intellect has yet to produce a miracle and it will never produce a miracle so let's go back to we were created with God knowing the foresight that we would have problems to deal with. We were well equipped by God in the way he created us to deal with any problem that we would ever face in life no matter what it is, no matter what kind, no matter what the threat, but not through logic and reasoning. If you had any idea how much the devil is hoping and betting on you trying to outsmart him. You fall right into his hands when you do that. I heard Keith Moore say it. He's been deceiving human beings for millennia and he's gotten really good at it. And you are no match for him. Trying to match him wit for wit. But my brother sister, He is no match for the measure of faith that your heavenly Father has given to you. He has yet to build a mountain big enough or tall enough. The devil has yet to put an obstacle in your path that is bigger or taller or more imposing than the faith you have already been given to remove it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Amen. Last thing. When we finally start figuring out this probability junket getting all that we initially thought it was. This is where he tries to get us. Time. We start saying, man, this should have happened already. This should have already worked out. God should have already come through. This should already be... sweet." What's going on here? What's going on here? And now all of a sudden, we we start getting close to realizing that our confidence is in probability and chance and not really in is there anything too hard for the Lord. And we start figuring this out, and then the devil kind of just subtly slips it in there. He says, it'll happen one day. So notice the subtlety is the longer we wait, the greater the chance... That what we think we've believed will come to pass. Right? Maybe I'm the only one. Man, there's stuff I've been believing God for, you know, or I thought I was believing God for, you know. And then it's like, man, that should happen already, Lord. And it's like, you know, this little thought comes in my mind well, you just hadn't waited long enough. Ten years from now, the chances will be better. People's mindset will change. The economy will change. This will change that. You know, you just need to wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Jesus said this day, everything that's needed to do everything I just said is right here in front of you. Now faith is. Father, you're good to us. We love you. Thank you for what you're teaching us. Thank you for speaking to us so powerfully and so profoundly, Lord, during the worship time tonight. Lord, just your prophetic word, your song over us, Father. Lord, you touched many hearts and lives in this room because of that, and we thank you for it. Father, thank you that you're awakening us to the truth, making us aware, Father, of when we uh, latch arms with probability and think it's our friend and somehow even think it's fate, or at least quasi-faith, Father, without ever realizing It's a Trojan horse full of doubt that's contaminating our faith and keeping us from receiving anything from you. Lord, help us put our faith, our confidence, our trust in a God with whom there is nothing impossible. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging in a little later tonight.